welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. We are in part two of how to start a super crazy business and go PRN clinically. And let me tell you, this series has got me super juiced up. Last week in part one, we talked about some of the mindset stuff about how you are the only one that's stopping you, that you got to trust yourself. This is not crazy how to use experimental data. I got into a little bit talking about um, the different phases of your baby business, about preconception, gestation, the birth of it, and some of the questions that come up with. So if you didn't listen to part one, go back, listen to part one, because part two will make so much more sense if you do that. But today we're going to stay on the same thread of me talking about how I started my super crazy business, the struggles that I honestly had just full transparency and authenticity showing up to you that it hasn't been rainbows and sunshine and the lessons that I felt like I wish I would have had. And then also the advice that I now give to my clients who are doing the exact same thing. So we're going to keep along that thread this entire series. But today we're going to jump a little bit more into the business detail side. And then later in the series, we'll jump more into the going PRN clinically. Sound good? Okay. But before we get into the podcast today, I got to pay some bills. So before we get into the solo cast, here's a quick message from Physician Financial Services, a business widely recognized in the physician community for disability insurance. Lawrence Keller, CFP, has been in the insurance and financial services industry since 1990. Unlike medicine, which has a standardized path for physicians to take, the insurance and financial service industry does not. While he might not be a doctor's first phone call regarding their insurance needs, he is often the last. So find Larry at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Larry Keller, and that's L-A-R-R-Y-K-E-L-L-E-R, or the link in the show notes below. All right, let's get into how to start a super crazy business and go PRN clinically, part two. Ba-ba-ba! How did I do it? How did I start the super crazy business? And how do I help people start their super crazy business? Anybody who's ever worked with me knows this next step. And so just pull it back up out of your memory bank and refresh it. And for everybody new who hasn't heard this, sear these words into your mind. Fact finding. This is the step where you're going to go out and you're going to use All of that amazing research, intellect, intuition, digging around, finding all the juicy details in this step. This is the step where I and many people get their eyes opened and their mind awakened to what is possible. I remember sitting back in 2014 and being like, WTF, there are coaches for doctors? Or the other day I was on a call with somebody and she was like, are you kidding me? There's a thing called a death doula. And I was like, yes. And that's exactly what you've been describing to me. So now you need to go find out all about this in in your fact finding step. This is where you get that hit of inspiration and you are going to go find as much as you can. Well, I know a bunch of you out there, super type A, you know how to go find information. I mean, we freaking use card catalogs before the internet was a big deal. So This is where I want to unleash you and just let you go at it. And my tips for this is not only, you know, getting on the internet and searching that way, but I want to give you some actual practical and very 
worthwhile tips that I want you to do. First things first, I want you to go first year med student day one shit, and I want you to get a binder or an electronic folder where you put all your information in, everything that you find. This way that you can keep it organized. It's not scattered all over your house or in your office or randomly on your phone. You want to put all of this fact finding into one space so you don't feel frustrated, overwhelmed, and like you forgot something. So that's number one. I'm a binder woman. I have zillions of them. So you will always see me with a binder. But if you're electronic, you do you boo. Okay, so get that. Number two. After you've done online research, I want you to dig a little bit deeper and on like just Googling. That's that doesn't count as a full fact finding. What you need to do is you need to make a list of all the past people that you've bumped into, maybe at conferences or you've seen them write an article or you saw them do a thing on a podcast or TV or radio or in an email or whatever. I need you to pull those up out of your memory banks or maybe in your email saved file. And I need you to get their names and make a list of them. The other thing that I want you to put on this list is the people that you like say, wow, that is so cool. I wish I could do something like that. And then the third thing that needs to be on this list is going to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a freaking untapped gold mine whenever you're in fact finding mode. If you do not have a LinkedIn profile Baby, today is your day to do it. Super easy to sign up for. It doesn't need to be a million dollars on day one. Just get in there and get signed up. And then after you're in there, the next thing you need to do is connect with me, Aaron Wiseman Dio. Real easy to find. Aaron with two R's. I'm in there. And you need to connect with me because the next thing I'm going to have you do is then go through and start looking through all of my connections to see if there's somebody in there who needs to be on your fact finding list. Somebody who's doing something that you want to do. Somebody that's doing something that makes you super jealous. Somebody who's doing something that you're like, that is what I am becoming. And then start making connections on LinkedIn and start in the fact finding. So number one, open your eyes up to the possibility and make a binder. Number two, start accumulating the list of these people. So people you've known in person, maybe somebody like with the wow factor and the list of people from LinkedIn. Of course, you can go to Facebook, but you guys know how I feel about Facebook. So I think LinkedIn is a better place. Next step that you need to do is start networking. And a lot of people ask me like, well, how do I do that in COVID? Or I'm so busy, da, 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 da. Here, this is what I wanna tell you. Networking is your single most powerful tool that you can use to leverage to jumpstart your baby business. I shit you not, it is so important to develop your network and it's something as physicians that we do horribly at. Like we know our immediate surroundings, but we don't know about such and such a couple states away who's doing this crazy phenomenal thing off the grid because we've been so siloed where we're at. So you're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to learn the skill of networking and it's not always gonna be fun. But I'm telling you, if you do this, you will jumpstart your business. You will jumpstart your brain with all the ideas. Your eyes are going to see what is possible because you're going to find another actual real human being who is actually doing this. So with your networking, let me give you some really easy, tangible steps that you can do. One, look here on the Dr. Me First podcast. 
277 episodes to go back through and look through. Over half of those I have done with a guest. I want you to look back and see if there's a guest that you can network with. Everybody who has ever come on Dr. Me First, I can pretty much guarantee if you say, hey, I heard you on Aaron's podcast, they would be thrilled to talk with you. They're not going to ghost you. They're not going to be mean at you. They're not going to make fun of you. They really authentically would love to have a conversation with you. So that's like a softball throw, super easy place where you can start networking. Just use this podcast. It's not illegal. I tell people all the time, connect with me on LinkedIn, go back through the podcast guests, connect with people on there. I'm telling you, please use these resources I've already got built into. Next thing that's super easy to do within networking is go into the industry or the business type that you are interested in. And again, this is going back to LinkedIn. And so for instance, here's a short list of people I have helped either start a business or get into a new industry. Certified financial planners, travel agent, pharma, academics, coaching, and how you can really start to develop and start this baby business off in the right way is look at the people who are already in there and what they're doing and start getting ideas and making them your own. Because business is is actually super easy. You just go out, you tell people things that you know, and you make offers to help them. It really is that easy. But there's a million different ways to do that. So I want you to get into the industry that you're interested in or into the business type that you're interested in and see what people are doing, see how they're interacting, see how they are running their businesses and connect with them. And you're going to have conversation with them just so you know in a little bit so that then you can use the power of the group. And remember, too, that you're just not going to fall into this. People don't just fall into these businesses or fall into these great positions or just like happenstance to do the one thing and like they did it one day and then they made millions of dollars. Those stories are so far and few between. You don't fall into something. You need to know people. You need to understand like the standards that are happening. And those are things that are totally doable through fact finding. So one, fact finding, doing all those things. Two, starting to build your network and people you know. Number three, is where you're actually going to connect with this list of people. And this is a big, scary step. And people freak out. And that's why it's module eight in the badass curriculum in the group that I do. Because I feel it's so important that I need to walk people through this. And with that, I give a simple template. I'm going to read it to you today. So you can write down my words and use them 100%. And why I say It's not enough just to go fact find. It's not enough just to connect with people on the internet. You actually need to talk to real people and have real conversations for two reasons. One, this is going to make you have stronger connections. You're going to find, oh my gosh, best friends. You're going to find business colleagues. You're going to find incredible people who you didn't even know were out there, but need to be in your world. That's my experience. And number two, you need to do this because it's going to make you start talking about what your business is going to become. And the one piece of advice I always give to people is keep talking. Your business will fall out of your mouth. If you keep talking, the ideas will fall out of your mouth. If you keep talking, your best ideas are going to fall out of your mouth. So two reasons to do that. Here is the sample that I want you after you've done fact finding, after you've connected with people, this is the email or the DM that I want you to send them. Hey there, how are you doing? And this is for a personal person. I was thinking about you the other day because, insert a memory or story or something that came up, 
and I hope that you're doing well. I'm actually doing pretty well. I'm currently, and this is where I want you to insert what you're currently up to, what you're thinking about, you know, kind of the purpose of this email. Like, I'm currently thinking about transitioning into a coaching business, or I'm currently thinking about transitioning into pharma or academics or financial planning, whatever. Next line. I'm reaching out because I'm exploring opportunities for the next step in my career. I've been doing a lot of reflecting and I'd really love to, and this is where I want you to insert what you would really love to be doing. Now in my course, I walk people through this, but for you guys, this is where I would say like, I'm looking for an opportunity to learn more about a business idea that I have. And then the next line is, if you're open to it, I'd love to jump on the phone for 15 or 20 minutes in the next couple of weeks to catch up and talk more. Let me know when would be a great time for you. Thanks again. And then your name. That's as simple as it needs to be. You're not giving away your firstborn. You're not asking for their debit card number or anything like that. You're just asking for 15 or 20 minutes of their time so that you can ask some questions and you can learn more about what they're doing and why they intrigued you. Okay. Sounds like a big thing. Of course, you can adapt that if it's somebody that you don't know. Just adapt it a little bit, but it's kind of the same format. Introduce yourself, explain why you're reaching out and ask for a few minutes of their time. In the badass group, I challenge everyone to do this until they feel like they're physically going to throw up. So for some people, that's 10 times. For me, that's like 100 times. And actually in 2019, I sent out 2000 DMs just like this, connecting with people. I know, super crazy, but let me tell you, big results from that. All right, so we've done our fact-finding. We're getting our network in place. You've got an email or a direct message to send out to connect with people to get on a phone call and have a conversation with them. Step number four is the follow-up. The follow-up. You don't just get to do this one time and then you're like, oh, thank God I'm done with this. No, the money is in the follow-up. And this really works. You don't just send one out and you like hope and pray and cross your fingers at home. And Somewhere between five to seven days, I want you to send out a follow-up email to say, hey, did you get my first message? I'd really look forward to talking with you. If now is not a good time, let me know when in the future. Because a no can be a not yet or not at this time or maybe in the future. And believe me, you're going to go through a lot of no's. People are going to ghost you. They're not going to answer you back. And that is okay. That doesn't mean anything about you. You sent the email, they have to receive it. But instead, what does mean about you is that if you send it and then you're not serious and you don't follow it up, okay? Step number five in this is actually getting on the call. And I'm gonna talk about that in part three next week. So fact-finding, networking, structuring your message and connecting with them, and then doing the follow-up. But let's do a little bit of starting your business mindset coaching right now. These are all great things. They're all super important. But they don't mean a hill of beans if you don't get off the bench and get in the game. And what I mean by that is if you do all of this work, you make your binder, you're like, Aaron, I followed all the steps, but then you stay on the bench. And a lot of ways that people stay on the bench and they don't get in the game is that they say like, I don't know what to name my business or I don't know who's going to buy from me or I don't know how to market. I don't know how to set up a network. And I want to tell you, like, you do know. Or you can figure it out. But staying in the I don't know and not moving in any action keeps you a bench warmer. Because yes, it is safer to stay on the bench. You can't fuck up the game. You can't 
mess up something that's going on with your team. But also you can't make the game winning shot. You can't perform. You're still just a bench warmer. And I don't want you to be a bench warmer in business. I want you to get in the game. I love how Brene Brown talks about it in her book, Daring Greatly. It's been quoted like half a million times. I'm going to read it to you again because I love it so much. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in the worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end of the triumph of the high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly? And so that's what I want to encourage you is like, get off the bench, get into the arena. This is a great podcast to listen to, to like set it all up, but I don't want you guys to sit out there and listen to it and then never get off the bench. You got to get into the arena. You got to do this. Okay. That's my mindset segue. So you've decided you're off the bench. You are getting into the arena. You did your fact finding. You did your networking. You did your connecting. You did your follow-up. You got on phone calls with people. Now these are the next top 10 things that you need to do in that action, that you need to do in that momentum to say like, yes, I am in business. I am taking this seriously. So number one, is name your business. Back to the baby business analogy. What's one of the first things that you do when you have a baby? You name them. Even before you put it on the paper for the social security office, you give that child an identity. You give them a name. And I want you to do the same thing with your business. So many people stress out at this step. And what I want to encourage you in is just like with a child, the name can change. It might grow up and get in high school and change its name from Camden Robert to Darth Vader. I don't know. That's kind of where we're at right now in my house, but I diverge. It is okay. But first, what you must do is so that you don't have baby whatever, you give your child a name. You give your baby business a name. Okay, so name it. Second thing, you go and get the domain name for your business. So that's like your URL, your www. And I want you to buy it so that you can own it because this is actually your first piece of intellectual property that you're going to own. And you don't want it to be under somebody else's name. You don't want your web developer or your website designer to go and buy this because there's actually some legal documentation that comes along with buying your URL because you are literally, like I said, buying a piece of property. So I want you to go out there and do it. There's a lot of tips and tricks and stuff behind that. People will say like the do's and don'ts. I remember when I was setting up my business, people were like, do not get .NET. Don't do it. (laughs) They were so wrong. There's so many people who went with .NET or .co or .whatever. So I'm just going to tell you like in the grand scheme of things, .com, by and far, they say it's better. If you can get the .com, great. If you can't, Oh, well, but you do want to get your URL with that as well. You're going to want to Google around and make sure that somebody is not using that exact same name that you are picking out and have it trademark or copyrighted, uh, because then you can get into some legal type stuff. But 
by getting your domain name, typically then that means that there's not anybody else who is operating in that name. So go and buy that piece of property. It's going to cost you, depending on like if you go to GoDaddy or any of those domain name buying sites, I don't know, somewhere between like 25 and 60 bucks a year. So don't freak out. I have people all the time be like, oh my God, I can't afford this. Like this business doesn't make any money yet. And I'm like, no, like it's an investment. It's just like when you go and buy your house, you don't have all the money for it yet, but you know that it's going to pay off in the future. So know that if you go and spend 60 bucks for the year to own your URL, to own your domain name, it's going to pay off. And if 60 bucks is keeping you from doing this, we need to have one-on-one conversation, friend. So just do it. Number three, go get one social media platform. I don't want you to sign up for all of them. I just want you to do one. So I like hanging out on Instagram. Super easy to set up an Instagram business profile. That's where I'd say head first. If you want to do like Twitter or you want to do TikTok or any of that, fine. But just go do one. Number four is go get an EIN number. That's letter E as an egg, I as an igloo, N as in nail. Okay. You go to irs.gov. It's totally free. And all you got to have is your social security number and your name of your business. And you just have to sign it up through there to register it for an EIN number. Okay, this is a, a real life confession. I finally got an EIN number this year. So yeah, five and a half, almost six years into business, I finally got an EIN number. And you know, my hangups is about it. I have a lot of hangups about the IRS and taxes and money. I'm just gonna be fully authentic about that. It was fear. It was stupid fear. But what I realized, it's totally free to an EIN number. You need it for business. You need it to make your life easier for taxes. Why did I wait? Why did I go through five years of struggle when it took me seriously like seven and a half minutes to fill out all the paperwork? And then the IRS emails you like, yep, you're accepted. Here's your number. Print it out. Seriously, go get an EIN number. Do not do what I did. All right. Number five, register your business. So what I'm saying when I say register your business is decide what kind of business entity that you're going to be. Another real life confession. So my original business name was Truth Prescriptions. And so my website domain was truthrxs.com, which is still live, but it's my old website. So I don't update it anymore. And for the longest time, I just operated on that. And people ask me, like, are you an LLC? Are you like an S Corp? What are you? And I'm like, I'm just Truth Prescriptions. If you just pick a name and you set up a URL and you make any kind of money transactions, then you are automatically in the eyes of the government, a sole proprietorship, otherwise known as a DBA, doing business as. And so again, something that I was really scared about doing was actually going and formally registering my business. I think it was like 2018 or yeah, I think it was 2018 when I went to my county courthouse to register as a DBA. So then my name changed from Truth Prescriptions to Aaron Wiseman DBA Truth Prescriptions. And what that does is essentially just registering your business, telling the state of Indiana that you are a business operating under this. It does not change anything with your tax code because when you are a sole proprietorship or a DBA, it's still filed under all of your personal taxes. Okay, but you do need to register as a legitimate business. All right. So 
you register your business, you decide, okay, I want a low level of entry, like push the easy button, do do a DBA for now until you get some more. The other ways that you can register your business and actually why you would want to do this is to cover your assets. And I am not an attorney. I'm also not an accountant by any means, but those are the two people who you would want to get in your corner to talk about covering your assets and taking care of things. <laughs> Personally, over here at Team Wiseman, we don't have a lot of assets, so I wasn't really too worried about losing any kind of assets until recently. So I filed as an LLC in 2020 then, which is Aaron Wiseman LLC. And then all of my different business stuff falls under that. So burnt out to badass, doctor me first, my coaching, my speaking, my writing, all of that falls under that LLC. And then I filed a second LLC for Physician Coaching Alliance because it is a separate business and I wanted it as a separate entity, but also because I wanted to get the government to recognize that Aaron Wiseman LLC is something different than Physician Coaching Alliance LLC. And so I literally did that, like I said, in 2020. Physician Coaching Alliance wasn't formed. It was formed in 2018. So I couldn't have done it before. I guess I could have. But what I guess what I'm saying is that those are a step in that you can do right off the bat. You can form an LLC. In the state of Indiana, it costs like 90 bucks. And it's an online application that takes you, again, like seven minutes to do. So it's nothing big and scary as far as you don't have to go in front of a judge. You don't have to file like a huge amount of paperwork with a lawyer or anything like that. But for me, it was just, again, like the fear factor of like, I'm going to do something wrong. The government's going to come after me. All that kind of like mindset bullshit. So if that's where you're at, please come talk to me about it. But number five, register your business. Okay, number six is open a separate business banking account. This is so, so, so important as you're getting your business set up that you don't intermingle your personal finances with your business finances. One, because tax time is going to come around and you're going to be pulling your hair out to try to figure out what was business and what was personal. Two, when you have a separate business banking account, you can more readily see what's happening in your business and your financial health. Like at first, you are going to have to invest a lot of money in. And so you want to know those actual numbers rather than guesstimating. One place that I would highly recommend if you have not done this, and again, I am all about easy, is go to Novo, N-O-V-O. I think the web address is banknovo.com. It is an amazing online business bank who makes it so easy. So, so easy. I cannot recommend them enough. I've been using them for a while now and they make my life wonderful and they're super great to work with. All right, number seven in these action steps is set up a way to receive money. So that can be through PayPal, that can be through Stripe, that can be through an e-check processor or like what's called an ACH transfer. But you need to set up some way after you get your business banking account, you set that business banking account up so that you can then receive monies through these different processors. PayPal and Stripe both take a certain percentage of any income that comes into them to pay them. Some people complain about that, but I'm like, hey, it's the cost of doing business. It's just what it is. And you just tack that onto your price. So other people will use like an ACH or an e-check processor. Whatever fits your fiddle, friend, just do what you need to do. But number seven is set up that way so that you can receive money. Number eight is get business liability insurance. This was another step that took me a while to do, but 
It's something to show that you're a legitimate business. So you've registered your, your business. You've got an EIN number. You've got a business account. You will start to have assets, hopefully. You will start to make money in the near future. And you're going to interact with people. So it's always good to have some insurance in place. This is not going to cost you more than a couple hundred dollars a year. It's not like medical malpractice insurance, which is like thousands or tens of thousand dollars a year. General business liability insurance is actually pretty cheap. So get you some. Number nine is make sure that you have a separate folder for all of this stuff. Either again, electronically where you can drop in like business documents or print them out and actually put them in a folder because you're going to need your EIN number. You're going to need your domain information. You're going to need what you named your business, how you registered it, your bank account information. So all this goes into a folder. And then step number 10 is celebrate. Celebrate yourself for making this really big step. You have birthed a baby business. Congratulations. I want to have instead of baby showers, baby business showers. So we can send you like fancy pins and a nameplate that says like boss lady on it. (laughs) I love that Instagram post. This is we should be throwing showers for people opening business because that's absolutely true. Okay, I'm going to end this here. But in the future episodes, in part three, I'm going to wrap back around and talk about getting on networking calls, what those should be like, what you should be saying in them. And also then I'm going to talk about your business development and like go in. Some people ask me some questions about like, how do I market? How do I get my first paying client? So we'll do a little bit into that. And then part four is going to be more on the clinical side and talking about how to shift into a PR and role, practicing the way that you want to show up and the way that you want to practice medicine. Hey, are you tired of going at it alone? Well, friend, you don't have to anymore. Come sit with me. I want you to know that it's okay if you need to take a break. It's okay if you need to talk about some real crappy things. It's okay. You're not the first to feel like this, and you don't have to stick it out and be miserable. There is a way out, and there's a whole movement of fierce females in your corner. If you want to come sit with me and be in my community, you will not see me in Facebook groups. I freaking hate Facebook with a deep and fiery passion. (laughs) But what you can do is come over to Aaron Wiseman's Badass Collective on Slack. Because guess what? Once a badass, always a badass. And this isn't anything that's paid. It's not anything that I'm like throwing huge promos at you. It is simply a community where I am trying to get people together in the same space so that we can have these kind of conversations safely and in a protected manner that you feel so loved on. It's the whole purpose. So click in the show notes, get over to the Slack group. We do have some community rules. But, you know, that's just how it goes. But I would love to see you in there. I am in there almost every single day having real conversations, posting crazy pictures of my kids and gifts, all that good stuff. And I want you in there, too. So come on over. Come sit with me.
super great solo cast with you today. Before we go, I got to tell you that this podcast was brought to you through the Doctors Podcast Network and our sponsor, Larry Keller of Physician Financial Services, who can provide for all of your disability insurance needs. He's been around for a while in many physician communities, helping them with the coverage that they needed. So find Larry at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash Larry Keller. And remember, my friends, you can do this. This is absolutely possible. And your life, your calling, your pulse matters. <laughs>